Well, um, in case anyone doesn't know who I am, I'm Andrew Martin. I've been a missionary at Cambodia for the last year than six months before that. So, well, um, I'm so glad to be here before you speaking and telling you all the things that God has done in Cambodia. Truly, there's too many for words here today, but I'll try to get as much as I can get done today. Um, Let's go to prayer. Uh, Let's all pray. Heavenly Father, uh, Lord, I pray that you would uh, fill us all with the Holy Spirit, that you would descend upon us, that you would give me words, that it may glorify you, O Lord. And please uh, open our hearts and our minds to, for that you can change us, O Lord. And please, um, I pray that you would continually do a wonderful work in Cambodia. I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. First, before we get started, I wanted to tell you guys that everything that's happened in Cambodia is because of God. All the glory goes to God. I'm just a, simply a tool in God's hands. And, um, and I'm just here to declare to God's, what all that God has done here in America. So you guys know what, that God is, is not just thinking about America. He's thinking about Cambodia. He's thinking about every country around the world. So, let's, uh, so first, I wanted to do some scripture. So, in Jeremiah, um, Jeremiah, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I considered you. I appointed you a prophet to the nations. And I want to talk about my, all my, everything I'm doing. It's, it's based on God's calling in our lives. God's called us to do many things. Some, all different ones. All between providing to praying to serving. There's many things that God's called us to do. And so, one of the things I wanted to say is we all need to learn what God's called us to do. It's one of the very important jobs we have to be as Christians. We have to know what God has called us to do. And that's one of the biggest things that God has called me to do in Cambodia is to help young men in Cambodia learn their calling, their call, God's calling in their lives, to help them through that and to encourage them to do that. And to... And to provide an opportunity to do that. And you'll see throughout my rest of the presentation. So, um, first I want to talk about is uh, Dump Church. Uh, for those people who weren't here last week, uh, the Dump Church is a church at the dump. It's a, a church that we started about uh, a year and a half, a year, a year and three months ago. And it's really blossoming a lot. It's, God's blessed it a lot. Uh, the church has grown to probably about 120 or so. And I just love seeing the growth. And each one of these children just growing up in Christ. It's like, it's like having a bunch of children, honestly. I feel like I'm the father of like 120 children. <laughs> and so, and it's just so wonderful seeing them learning and obeying God and and following God. And also we have also adults coming too. We have about like 25 adults, mothers of the children, and some, um, so that's, that's going very well. The, um, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was the, uh, next slide. Oh, as the, the young men that are going with me to the dump. Um, it was three men's been go, young men becoming with me is Vuta. Vuta is 21 years old. He's a disciple of my, um, I've been discipling from the year about a year now, 
and he's like one of the main teachers there. Um, one of, I really believe in, in raising up the people of Cambodia to teach the people of Cambodia. And Vuthana is one of his really gifts is teaching. He can teach amazingly. And he's been going there, and um, he's, I really just wonder, wonderful to see God's love growing, God, his love for the people growing in his heart. And it's just, I really adore him, and he's doing an amazing job. Um, the next boy that's been coming with me uh, was, is Zeke. Uh, Zeke is a, um, he, he's really gifted with music, and also with teaching also. So he's been playing the guitar with us with worship, and he's, um, he's been teaching some throughout the Old Testament, and that is going incredibly well. He's doing an incredible job, and he's definitely finding his calling in his life for God, um, that God's called him to do. And it really is giving him a vision for not just himself, but everyone around him, the pouring into the children and to loving the children. And it's just, it's just so wonderful. I, he's another one of my disciples that I've been teaching, and he's doing an incredible job. The next young man is a, a newer one, uh, is Timothy. He's with the arrow there. Um, Timothy is doing an amazing job. He's a, he has a real heart for the children. He, he just loves playing with them, wanting to know more about their lives. And just, um, just he also helps with worship and sometimes teaches also. And he's just, he's really is a, um, a wonderful kid, and I've been also discipling him. Recently what he's been doing is he's starting another outreach into one of the villages far away. And um, I'm going to be coming this coming year, I'm going to be discipling him and, um, and teaching him how to teach those children there. So, um, so, so all these young men, they've been helping him a lot. And sometimes we have these huge programs coming, like, like the Christmas at the dump. Now, I've done programs before, but nothing at this scale. This is truly my biggest program yet, is doing Christmas for 400 people. It's quite difficult, I have to say. <laughs> I was, did not know what I was stepping into when I said I was going to do the Christmas program and I was going to do it um, outside. So when he means outside, it means there's no limit to the amount of people that will come versus the small building that we normally church in. So when we have the Christmas program, we have to have put these, all these tarps down and we had balloons and we had, we had about 20, young me, 20 um, people from, the, um, from Water of Life come and help us. And we had Rin teach, and we had about like 25 people except Christ. And we had, um, after that, a lot more people were coming to church. Um, and also we had, um, we also had gifts. We, had, we also gave them a gift of a toy for these young children that don't have many toys at all. But, uh, so that, was, that went very well, uh, despite some of the problems we had. But we, we <laughs> uh, it was very difficult to do a program like that. But God really blessed, and he's definitely used that in a tremendous way. And doing, and sharing to the people, and and getting God's word out there. We had the, we had a big play that we did, and um, everything like that. So it was really wonderful to see what God God did at the Christmas dump at Christmas at the dump. All right. Uh, so next. Uh, so one of the things, another thing we've been doing at the Water of Life uh, at the dump is we've been taking, we've been getting this big tuk tuk. And we've been going to the dump every single Sunday. And we would pick up the children and the adults that want to come to church at Water of Life. 
and uh, we, they would all pile, we would drive there at 8.30, and they would all pile in, and we would go, and we would drive 15 minutes to Water of Life, and they would join the Christen, uh, children's program or the adults program, and that's what something recently happened this happened year, and we, um, and they really, God has really blessed that a lot, and seeing that the church is connecting, and the children not just associating with them, but also being influenced by Water of Life Church. Um, so that's this is really a wonderful thing that God has also done at the dump too this year. Um, so next, so Water of Life Church is a uh, also another fairly recent thing at Water of Life. It's a it's a church at um, well church at Water of Life, uh, and a bunch of people come and. And God has really blessed this church tremendously. We have we've had um, tremendous growth this growth this year. We probably like doubled in size this year. And um, and the 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 people there are so wonderful. It's so wonderful to have fellowship there and to see what God is doing and how God is bringing these people from just these unusual backgrounds and bringing them all together and we all joining in the body of Christ and worshiping and um, teaching and the and also at Water of Life Church, the young men, some of the young men at Water of Life, also teaching that. Randy is also raising up people there to teach at Water of Life. So we have um, like three new pastors that just recently came up at Water of Life this, this coming year. And it was just tremendously to see what God is doing and seeing that like these young men teaching so wonderful and God blessing them so many ways and with um, so many gifts and finding, seeing their calling, God's calling in their life. So um, that's another thing that recently happened. Um, next. All right, so um, that's, the, that's the church at the dump and the uh, water of life. Something, a new church that recently started up that God has uh, put in my lap, really. It was quite amazing how God, it all started. As, um, I was at the dump, and um, we were, I was just doing my normal service and everything like that, and Sarin, the pastor, that, uh, the person who originally built the church that I've been teaching in for the last year, came up to me and asked, do you want to come with me to an outreach? And I'm like, okay. So I thought he was going to teach when we first started. So he, I guess I lost, got lost in communication. <laughs> so we get there. So we end up, I end up getting there, driving about 30 minutes, and the Killing Fields is a place that's uh, really known for death and great sadness in Cambodia. And it's, um, it's really a sad place, and like 25,000 people got killed there. But uh, Sarin, we kind of felt that we should go there, uh, the Sarin Outreach. So we go, and we, we see the Killing Fields, and we take a right, and we go all the way down, and we stop this woman's house. And then we, we go in, and... We sit there for a little bit, and all these children start coming out of nowhere, crawling out the dirt. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> but they, they, they come out of nowhere, and then they, we have, like, 50 children there. I'm like, okay. So Sardin looks at me, and I look back at him, and he's like, are you going to teach? They're like, um, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I end up teaching the, uh, the story about the, um, the lost lamb, the parable of the lost lamb. And so, well, after I teach this, and all the children were really excited, and they really wanted to know about God. And uh, it was really wonderful to see, see all those children, and they all eagerness to learn. They, they, they wanted to learn about God. They, they're so eager about it. So, um, 
So then after, the, after we can, we go to this gas station inside and says, I would like you to take over this outreach. I don't really have time for this. Uh, so I'm like, so I, I say, I'll pray about it. And then I pray. The same day. The same day. <laughs> same day. So, so I say, I'll pray about it. And I go home and I pray about it. And then I said, okay, sure. I, I'll, I tell him up, I sure, I'll take over it. I'll, I'll come once a week. And eventually it turns into two times a week. But, um, but it was, then I started going every week and I end up, and then that's really how it got all started. And then here comes a really, um, the real thing was I didn't, I didn't really want felt led that I was supposed to teach this, this, this particular church. Um, so I, I prayed and asked God, what, who do you want me to bring? Who do you want me to raise up to lead this church? So God really put on my heart a young man named Tira. Um, right, cool. Yes, keep on going. Right. A young man named Tira, he's, he's out there teaching. But a uh, young man named Tira, he, he, he really loves God. And at this time, he wasn't really doing much. He was praying and reading the Bible, going to the Bible studies. But I wasn't really seeing that he was out there spreading the gospel, telling everyone about Jesus. So I asked him, hey, Tira, you want to translate for me? So he, and he's like right away. He said, "Yeah, sure." And uh, so the coming week, we, um, we he, he translates for me, and then the next week he translates for me, and then eventually I ask him, "Hey, Tina, why don't you uh, why don't you teach one week?" <laughs> so uh, so um, we have these like big um, pages that we have like the storybooks on, and he would um, he would point and like share a story about the the, the sower or Noah or something like that. And so he would teach that, and then I asked him, like, how did you like it? And he said, he really, and then he said, he really liked it a lot. And I said, you want to teach here again next week? And he's like, sure. So that's how it all started about he ended up teaching, and how, um, how that all, he found that, that calling in his life. Uh, and he's doing an amazing job. I have to say he's doing ten times better job than I could <laughs> teaching. It's truly a gift that God's given him. Um, so the young, the next young man that was helping us at the at, at Killing Fields is um, a young man named the, uh, Moy. Moy is a, he's um, he's been playing the guitar and leading worship. He's also uh, new at Water of Life, so I've been helping him and giving him an opportunity to go out and to, to do God's work and everything like that. So that's he's been doing a great job and seeing the growth in his life and everything that from that. Yes. Uh, so um, one of the things we also did was uh, at the Killing Fields was we decided to also do a Christmas program there. <laughs> and um, hopefully I learned before uh, about the, the Christmas program at the dump and fixed some problems. So we ended up going to the Christmas. We didn't go into the Christmas program at the Killing Fields. So we started and. We got there, at the mo- we wanted to do it in the afternoon. So we passed out flyers to come, come to our Christmas program, come to our Christmas program. So they all come. So we didn't expect to have 350 people come, but uh, they all came. Normally we have about, uh, at, the, at the, killing, uh, the killing fields we have about 75. And they meet in this woman's home. Yes, this woman's home. 
this this woman this woman has graciously helped let us use her home as a um, for our church, and she's been cooking eggs for all the children for the last uh, for the whole time it's been going. And so, um, so 350 people show up at her home. So we had to open up the the banners, and we had the whole Christmas play and a, a teaching, and and lots of people really are curious about how about Jesus and about about knowing about Jesus, and. Uh, it, was, it went really wonderful. It really, I saw Tira really shine during this program because he he taught, uh, he led the program and he taught. And we had worship. It went really well. Um, so after, so we also passed out toys at this also. And it's, have you ever heard? Have you ever tried um, the pass out toys to 350 people <laughs> that really want toys? <laughs> And it didn't, it goes, it's kind of very chaotic. It's it's very, it's like, it's kind of part of the program. It's like, it's, toys are coming, the toys are coming. It's like a dreading part of the program. <laughs> but a very fun part of the program, too. But uh, that that was kind of chaotic, that part. But uh, that was really quite interesting. So, uh, and um, after this program, it was really awesome. It was at, at Tons of people, like our church at the Killing Fields has doubled after this program. So all the people know about our program at the Killing Fields, and they've been coming. We have about 100 people coming on um, Thursday and Sunday. So it was really cool to see this, this grow so fast and so wonderful. Um, that was the, and um, that, that's the story about the Killing Fields. Let's go on next. 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 Uh, um, One of the things, some of the things that I personally learned this year was um, God really showed me that I needed, I needed to have a desperate need to get close to God. A lot of times throughout my entire life, I've been always kind of getting as close as I got to God as I needed to. But God showed me that. This didn't need, this part of my heart needed to change. I needed to have a a desperate need to get as close to the God and to take anything out of my life that prevented me from God. And doing this led to a lot of things that I learned this year. Um, God has also showed me my my pride. I, I I also knew that I had quite a bit of pride, and um, and then also another thing that God showed me was. Um, I needed to rely on God completely by prayer and praying for everything I needed. And praying and putting that first and making that a very much a priority in my life. Um, also, another thing that God showed me was I needed to seek Him the very first thing I did in the morning. No matter if I had to wake up at 7 o'clock to do something, I had to wake up at 6 o'clock to, to give Him the first of my day. And to really to seek God first and, and to pray for all my needs I had for that coming day. So, let's, uh, that's some of the things I've learned this year. Um, let's go to the next thing. All right, so let's, let's go to some good stories. Uh, this young girl is Pena. She is a wonderful Christian girl. has been coming to the dumb church for the last year. For, no, for about, about seven months. Okay? So, and during this time, I found out that uh, she was kind of guarding, uh, didn't let a lot of people in of her life, telling her of her problems and stuff like that. But one day she told me that she hasn't had a home for four, year, four months. 
She's been, her mother and her entire family, every relative she has, has abandoned her for the last four months. So I just, I was really quite struck by this. Just, it really hit me in the core. And I'm like, I pray and pray, God make a, a show, open a way, show a way. So I, I approached Pena and says, um, well, first I approached Holly and asked if she could stay at the girls' home. And this, and she, she prayed, and she said, yes, she'll, ex- uh, she'll accept her. Then I went to um, Pena and asked if she wanted to come to Water of Life. And then she, she also said yes, but she um, is really, that day that she really broke down in tears and saw that, uh, how much, um, a thing that she'd been praying for so long got ans- um, getting answered. And so, but one of the things that Water of Life required was a, piece of paper signed by Water of Life saying releasing the child of um, so no problems could happen but legally and stuff like that. The problem is we needed her mother to sign this. Her mother wasn't there, nor her father, nor anyone, anyone else. So I told Pena, I said, well, we both need to pray. Ask continually and um, tell me, call me up when, when your mother shows up again. So a month goes by and finally, her mother shows up. And she, her mother shows up, and I'm like, good, let's get this going. So we got the papers. We, got, we had to print our own documents for the government. We, um, we went out there, and we got this all signed, up, uh, signed and, but at the same time, it was, really, it was a really difficult day, I have to say. It was, we also did another big program at the dump. With, uh, we had about 200 people come, and we would have a teaching and everything like that. So this also came on the same day. So it's like so much happening and so much in one day. And I, I told Ezekiel, like, Ezekiel, you have to handle this program. I can't do this. I have to concentrate on Pena because cause I want her to find a home. So finally, after getting her mother signed, we went to the, to the government and says, oh, please approve our documents. And they said, oh, we're sorry, these documents are wrong. I'm like, uh. So we go back to wa- we go back to Waterfly, print out new documents, go get her mother to sign it again, go to the, go- uh, the government again, and they finally approved it. Hallelujah. <laughs> and finally, the, the next day, Pena goes home with us to Water of Life, and she stays at the girl's house, and she's been doing an amazing job. Seeing her just skyrocket and being discipled and being... Um, her growth in Christ has increased tremendously. She has a real gift to playing the guitar um, and coming to Bible studies every single day. It's really quite wonderful to sing her at Water of Life. That's, um, that's the story of Pena. So the next story I wanted to say is, uh, the, I've already kind of said the story. Uh, so the story, go to the next story. Next one, yeah. I know. Um, so I wanted to tell you guys the story of the, the woman that God taught to re- read in one day. Normally you don't hear about these things these days, but it's time that uh, we hear about some great miraculous miracles like this. So this woman right here, uh, she, she comes up to us and says, I want to learn more about God. And we're like, okay. So um, she says, can, um, can I have a Bible? And she says, okay, uh, we, didn't re- we didn't even think about asking if she could read or not. We just said, okay, we'll, we'll give her a Bible. So I go get her a Bible, bring it to her, and give her, to this, give her this Bible. And then 
she, she goes home and she tries to read this Bible. She couldn't read it the first day at all. She, uh, and then the next day, she, tells, uh, she woke up and she tried to read it again and found that she'd read it perfectly. Read her, read Kamai in one day, uh, learn how, God taught her to read Kamai in one day. And so now she could read this Bible that we gave her. And she comes up to us and all super excited, like, 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 whoa, what's, what's up? And then she says, I can read the Bible. Wait a minute, we gave you a Bible you didn't know how to read it? <laughs> but it really, uh, then she told us this, this story I just told you, and then, and it really shows that even though she didn't, couldn't read, she still stepped, um, stu- set out and, uh, stepped out in faith and know, believing that God will teach her to read. Asking for one and start trying to read. And it's really quite wonderful that, for, that, for God to do such a miracle there. Um, uh, so let's go, to, um, let's go to the things that are coming next year. Oh, oh no, never mind. And um, I also I wanted, to, I wanted to thank you all. You guys have been a wonderful church, and you guys have supported me so much. And it's, it's I really, I, words cannot describe how much you guys mean to me and your prayers and your constant financial support and what God is doing in Cambodia and all the things that God has me doing in Cambodia and um, how it just, it just, it boggles me. It's, you guys are a wonderful church. That, the whole thank you thing that Alyssa set up and is really wonderful and uh, and also I want to say thank you thank you for all the young young men the young men I'm just been discipling also they say thank you to too and the children at the gump and the killing fields also say thank you uh, because you guys have been supporting them and providing for their needs and they really they really love that you guys are caring for their needs. So let's go on to, not that one, the next one. So what are the things that, some of the things I wanted to do this coming year is um, first I wanted to, I really want to build a church at the Killing Fields, or a, a big a church for the, the new blossoming church there. I really feel like that God is, has a big plan for that area and how God has provided so much already. And I believe that nothing's impossible for God. And I, one of the things I wanted to build a church there. Um, also, another thing that I, I would love to do with this coming year is also to um, continue to disciple these young men at Water of Life that I've been doing. I have, um, so far I have Thira, Moy, Timothy, Ezekiel, Vuta, Nun, and uh, just to continually disciple them and encourage them to do more for God and to really help them to find God's calling for their lives and to continue to encourage them to do it. Also, another thing that I would love to do this coming year is is to uh, start up a farm, a farm for for food for the children, for the um, people at Water of Life, and to we already have land for that, so we just have to, I just have to get that going up, 
And then the uh, another thing I would like to ha- get started was um, is also a um, what is it called? Ah, okay. Uh, uh, just to continue to encourage Tira with the new church that's starting out in that village, um, to help him and to give everything he needs for that. Um, so those are the things that I'm hoping to do this coming year, and to continue running the churches and to raise up the young men to uh, to run these churches that we've we've started, and the killing fields and the dump. Um, uh, so let's go into the needs. Um, so the needs, that, the specific needs that you guys can help with, and. Um, but obviously prayer. I need lots of prayer. We, we all need prayer for the church, dump, the church. We need, we need lots of prayer. Also, we also need financial support. Uh, we need to build uh, the church. We need to, um, I would love to raise support for uh, Zeke and Pena's school. Uh, they've been going to school and, um, and to get a good education in Cambodia. It's very important. So raising support for that, monthly support for the ongoing school. Um, uh, ongoing support for the two churches. Um, we've been bringing food for them, um, showing God's love to them and um, helping them with the show, uh, showing God's love to them and helping them with their problems, um, with um, their, their food. Uh, also, we need, a, a, we need one more moto for the outreaches, the new outreach going out to the village that I'll be responsible for and watching after and to continue to maintain. Also, um, our tuk-tuk at the, at the Water of Life has been breaking down like every single, every single week. And it's, uh, it costs about like 100 or so dollars every single time it breaks down. So um, also I would love to try to support, um, raise support for a, a truck, a big truck that you can put be- um, chairs and everything like that to bring people to church and to other outreaches. Um, also, if anyone has any laptops just lying around, those are also very welcome too. And um, uh, do we already get the silverware? Yes, all silverware is already got. Yes. So, um, uh, Water of Life, the young, though. Water of Life is a place that young men come and to be discipled, to go to school, and to get fed. And a lot of them come from villages far away. And something I wanted to also raise support for was Water of Life. And to continue um, um, to raise support for their food, the housing, everything like that. And it's, they also, that's a, also a big need in Cambodia. So the... Um, so that's all the, 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 the big needs that I've, been, I've said. Um, so the, I'm going to tell you the, uh, the story of, um, we have some more time here. Okay, so um, I'm going to tell you guys the story of the, ah oh, man. <laughs> The tip of my tongue. I know it. Ah. Oh, okay. Okay, here's one.
Okay, so uh, another thing that I was also we've been doing, I've been doing a lot this coming year, last year, was there's a church that recently started was at the at the building, and this church is um, it's in a place with uh, lots of um, lots of slums, lots of gangs, lots of prostitution, and uh, we uh, we rented a room in this place and we've been we've been having church there for the last uh, three times a week every single week. So, um, so during this time, um, we've been going, coming, all these children coming. We ha- we've had like 25 children come to this area. And the area is very hard ground. It's the, the family is almost non-existent in this area. And, but, one of the, but I really felt like they needed to have an opportunity to learn. All those people want to learn. So, but one of the things, the really awesome things that happened was that when we were when we were teaching, one day when I was teaching, we had we had we all sat down and I told and I told him an overview of the entire Bible. We had a combined teacher, and they all ki- came and sat down and they all listened, and then they asked, and then I, t- I told them about their sins, about how we need Jesus to die for them and take our place, and they, one one girl says. I want to die. I want God to die. For, I want Jesus to die. I don't want to die for my sins, and I want to accept Jesus in my life. And so, and I'm like, wonderful. So I I get with her, and we had a translator there, and I, I tell her all about Jesus, how she accepted her in Christ, and then, and she she bends down in prayer and asks Jesus to enter his life, her life, and I see a complete change in her. And it was just wonderful to see this. And um, and just a complete change in her. Then she says, I want to know more about Jesus. And then, uh, then I'm like, can you read? And she says, yeah, I can read. And I'm like, so I'll bring a Bible for you next week. So I bring a Bible. And then I give it to her. And then at the same time, all these other kids see it see the Bible too, and like, oh, I want a Bible too, I want a Bible, I want a Bible, I want a Bible, and I'm like, okay, so who can read here? Only about half of them could read, so, and I'm like, okay, so I'll bring a Bible to you guys. So, next week, I bring about 14 Bibles with me, and my big backpack, and put them down, and I give them all to the kids, and says, okay, we're all going to sit down and read together. So we sit in a big circle, and we go one by one, just reading around the circle. And just seeing that, that and then telling them that, that they needed to also take this home and read it at home. And then the next week, I come back, and then they also said, did you guys read? I said, yes, we read. I'm like, what did you read? Oh, we read about a, a guy in a boat, <laughs> a big flood. I'm like, oh, Noah and the flood. <laughs> so it, it's just really cool. <laughs> Seeing them out reading God, God's word and growing and learning about Him. All right, so I think that's all I have really for for you guys today. Um, uh, it is, I guess you have questions. Yes. Uh, well, one question I have is that um, if you were to have a, a, a small group come visit and to minister with you for a short-term trip, mm-hmm. can you not to put you on the, the spot? as I say, but can you cast a vision 
to this body about what that would look like? What would we do? What could we do? What would we be involved with, et cetera, et cetera? Okay. So all those people who want to become a short-term missionary, <laughs> this is how it would look like. Uh, first, you have to determine how long you guys are going to come for. Because coming for greatly, uh, how long you're coming for greatly determines how, how much you guys can get done. Uh, for instance, if you come for seven days, you could go to um, a couple outreaches or something like that. But let's just say for sakes, a month. So if you guys came for a month, uh, let's say there's a team of ten. Uh, team of ten. So you would come to Water of Life. Uh, we'd pick you up. We'd bring you to Water of Life. We have a house for you guys to stay in. If we don't have a house, there's a hotel just right down the street for about $15 a day for a room with two beds. Uh, so you come and we would, um, you would join our Bible study at nighttime at Water of Life. You could go to any of the 15 out, uh, four, 14 outreaches that Water of Life has been doing. Uh, you, could, you guys could come and um, visit the killing fields. You come visit the dump. You, can, you can't necessarily visit the, uh, the building because that's a little bit, um, little bit hard area there. Um, but you can visit the island church, praying, and these are all di- take on different days. Like for instance, the the dump happens on Thursday, uh, no, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. Killing fields happens on Thursday, and um, Sunday. Uh, praying happens on Saturday. Um, island church happens on Sunday, and these are all things that you have options to do. Also, if there's someone that would like to t- come and teach, that's also an option too. If you feel like led that you want to come and teach something, a specific thing or a specific book, that's also available too. You can, we can set up classes for you guys, and we have all the young men at Water of Life come and and join your uh, and join your class, and we have a translator for you. If you feel led that you want to build a church, well, hopefully we'll have money to build a church. <laughs> Uh, if you uh, feel led that you are, you want to just grow relationships with the young boys, that's, that's lots of time to do that. Uh, if it's just a, we also have dorms inside of Water of Life that you can be in and you can like live in the same building as Water of Life as the young boys. So that's possible too. And you can like stay up, play games or, or Bible studies or anything you guys really wanted to do. As long as we have to run it by Randy first. So yeah, so preparing a skit. If you guys want to prepare a skit of the a drama or something like that, that's that's um. It's really wonderful. It's a really wonderful thing that you can go in any of the outreaches and do. One thing is just keep in mind if you're going to prepare it is you have to keep in mind there needs to be a translator. So, um, yeah, we can bring with me just when you're preparing the words. Think of that. Um, does that answer your question? <laughs> 